0: What is up, guys? Combat Attic here. Uh, Welcome to another edition of the Combat Review, the podcast where we talk about MMA. That's what we talk about, and it's great. I enjoy it. Uh, We had a great night of fights, Colby versus Tyron on the weekend. Uh, And... I just want to say some things happened that were interesting that I sort of want to go over. Uh, first off, um, we'll, we'll just briefly go over like major stuff that went down. So Colby just beat Tyron in every round, essentially. Um, Tyron didn't get anything off as far as I can tell and, and really didn't put any, any pressure on Colby at any time. I don't even think Colby felt threatened at any time in this fight Um, Colby won and I honestly want to talk about Tyron taking a step back from MMA after the loss that he took to Colby because Tyron is clearly not in this anymore I'm sure all of you can agree that it's clear Tyron does not want this And I swear to you, I'm not kidding, I I swear to you, if you watch that fight again, between rounds at one point, you can hear one of his coaches say, quote, don't be... He was about to say, don't be scared. I swear that's what he was about to say. Don't be scared, Tyron. And I think that, I mean, if you have been watching Tyron's last couple performances, it could be suggested that... His coaches may know something that we don't know. That perhaps Tyron isn't who he used to be. Now, Tyron may think that he wants to fight. Tyron may think that he can come back and be a welterweight champion again. But I'm going to be straight with you. This dog, this dog, it, 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 it it's, it's kind of lost its way. This dog has its tail tucked and it doesn't know it. All right? He's got an injured paw and he needs to understand that he's he's not he's not in there to win anymore. He's in there trying not to get hurt. If he was in there trying to win, he would be actually throwing shots. He wasn't letting any shots off, really. There were some moments I think I think in the 5th round or the 4th round where he 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 blitzed forward for like half a second. But after that he falls off, falls back again. And it's disappointing because it's like this juggernaut of a fighter is being reduced to this this nothingness of of just being content to, to to lay up against the cage. I mean he was a he was a wrestler and he can't even get off of the cage. Well Dominic Cruz says that he can he's just choosing not to and Dana White has said it himself that he needs to step away from, from the fight game. He's done. And I agree, man, like not in the sense that he's done forever permanently because he's still young enough that he could fight. But my my whole beef with Tyron right now is, look, man, if you don't have the hunger or the drive to do this, don't force yourself to do this just because, no, no, you're a fighter and you need to be a fighter. Look, man, get your mind right. You know what I'm saying? Leave the cage for a bit. Let that bother you. Get out of the cage for for a year, a year and a half. Okay, feel what it's like to not be training. Don't even train during that time. Don't even really train. Are you happy? Okay, stay retired. Are you unhappy? All right, man. Do you want it again? Are you hungry again? Okay, come back. That's what I would say. Because this is ridiculous, man. This is ridiculous. Like, you cannot be in the UFC fighting like that tyron would never have become champion if he was fighting like that he wouldn't even made it into the ufc okay and the man's already been knocked out bad let's be real here it's not like he got darren tailed or something like that it's not like it's not like he was knocked out cold in front of his his fans or something like that Okay, this is a man who was knocked out in strike force years ago, came back, and then became the champion of the UFC. Tyron hasn't even been finished since that time, I don't believe. I don't believe he's been finished. Okay. So, for him to lose that fight the way he did off of a broken rib, A broken rib? Seriously? Colby wasn't even working the body that much. How? Like, a broken rib. That's what did it? Man, you need to take a step back. Your body is soft. Your mind is soft. Your approach is soft. Everything is soft in a sport where you need to be hard. And this is not to make fun of Tyron or anything like that. I like Tyron. We all like Tyron, man. This is advice to him. Like, man, don't do this to yourself. You know what I mean? This isn't this isn't a game. People are out here trying to end the other person in as little time as possible. They're trying to finish each other. If you aren't ready to do that, to finish or be finished, you need to step out, man. You need to step out. Because they're going to put you in there with a killer who isn't afraid of your big old power hands one day. And it's going to be a problem. All right? I don't want to see you get hurt because you're afraid. That's all I'm saying. I think that he needs to take time to himself. He needs to back up, reevaluate everything, and then come through again. That's what I think. Now, Colby won. Now, listen, I'm going to say this and just listen carefully to what I say. I don't hate Colby Covington. That doesn't mean I like Colby Covington. Okay, I just don't hate him. All right. Everybody hates Colby Covington because he's he's the, the 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 rights, the rights scoundrel dog. Who just goes in and talks trash and 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 fights on behalf of donald trump everybody hates him because of that right and also because he's incredibly disrespectful to every one of his opponents now i understand that this is i mean it was somewhat of an act but to be honest day by day I, i i really feel like he he means the things that he's saying and he's really taking this 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 role on more seriously every 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 day at the end of the day, look, man, I'm not going to hate Colby because of his beliefs. I don't even know who Colby is. I don't know him as a person. All right. Um, I know how he treats the people he's going to punch in the face. Right. And I also know how he treats LeBron James. But whatever. The point is, he's got his opinions. And his opinions don't mean that he's evil or that I should hate him. All right. One thing I do know is that Colby is angry and i'm talking like colby is a hateful hateful man right now colby originally decided to act this way because he wasn't getting the attention that he wanted from the fans and the ufc was going to cut him despite not having taken many losses i have a theory okay and my theory is that colby hates everyone Colby hates all of you. I'm talking every single one of you. Colby hates your guts because he fought, he did everything right, and he was still going to get cut. And now you're paying attention to him because he's being an asshole. I have a theory that Colby hates everyone. And that hate has been accentuated. By the loss he took to Kamara Usman and all of the I told you so that came after that. The reason I don't think that Colby is acting anymore is because of this right here. A call from the president you got to finish over Tyrone woodley you said you had a great camp and you fought the way you wanted to so now i've got to ask you we have Kamara usman working here tonight he is on the desk um what would you like to say to him marty fake newsman you got so lucky last time you know what happened two days before that was the the biggest worst fight of my life that was my worst night and that was your best night wait till the next time i see you there ain't gonna be no cheap shots you're not gonna be able to call fake nut shots you're not gonna call fake eye pokes and get 10 minutes of timeout and get a fake stoppage i'm coming for you again you know who was winning that last fight you're on borrowed time it's my time. I'm getting my big Guess what? You're fake I news. No one go. cares about you. No one cares about you. you do? Worst, you're pathetic. Do you care about me? No, yeah, because you got the worst decision in the history of the sport. Somebody no, bad home against I, me. I, oh, I, yeah, I no. You. No, you didn't. I stood right up. That wasn't I Your close. No, face. Marty, fake newsman. You're your full. Fo- broke. You didn't break my face. face. I got right up and protested Look right away. Me. That was Look a fake stoppage, fake rep, fake fight. Wait till I see you next time. Wait till I see you next time, Marty, fake newsman. You're dead.
1: You're dead. We got
0: unfinished business. You better show up. Really? I'm coming for you. You said that last time. What happened? Yeah, you wait till this time. You Yeah, in fixed stoppage. You... I don't think Kobe is playing at all. I don't think Kobe is playing at all. He really hates this guy. Like, like he really does not like Kamaru. and he resents him. And the fans and everybody who was talking trash about his jaw being broken. And he has hated all of us for a long time. Ever since he's had to do all this to get attention. And it has been made worse by the loss he took to Kamaru. That little fit of screaming there, man. I I, I felt that in my soul. He's not playing. He really wants to put hateful kinds of hurt onto Kamaru. And Kamaru isn't even there. I'll tell you right now. Kamaru does not even hate Kobe. Kamaru just strongly dislikes Kobe. No, Kobe hates Kamaru. And um, I can just feel that, man. I don't know, man. I'm saying that that kind of energy. That kind of energy is, that is some evil energy, man. That is energy that could eat Colby up on the inside. I'm worried for Colby. That boy is going to die young just because of just hatred and controversy. Just because of hatred and controversy, that boy is going to die young, man. Anyways, my point was just that uh, I don't hate Colby Covington, but I think he hates me. <laughs> I think he hates all of us. I feel, honestly, you want to know, honestly, I feel bad for the guy. Because either this was an act and it's still an act and he has to do this and be, be some sort of ass in order to get paid, right? Or, this is something that started out as an act, as he had admitted to, but has become his reality. And he's being eaten up by selfishness, hate, and greed. All because his fights weren't exciting. I feel bad for the guy. I don't necessarily like the way he fights, but I'll tell you right now, after that fight with Kamaro Usman, I'll watch a Colby Covington fight. I may not agree with him or like his views, but I'll tell you right now, I want to see that boy fight. So... Not a Colby Covington fan, but... Definitely aware of the fact that he can throw down and uh, There is some pain in that man's heart man, I'm telling you there's some real pain in there And he he just cannot wait to unleash it On another human being Anyways Going down the list Donald Cerrone. I was worried about Donald and and I and I thought that my worry could be misplaced, and I'll tell you why. Donald Cerrone, while while he is um while he's he's older now, and uh, he's lost his last couple fights, lost those fights to people who are pretty good. He lost to Tony Ferguson, somebody who fought for the interim belt. He lost to. Anthony Pettis, a former champion. He lost to Justin Gaethje, someone who's challenging for the belt and holds the interim belt right now. He lost to Conor McGregor, another former champion. Now, while some of these losses have not been very graceful and, in fact, have been sort of concerning, they're losses that almost come to be expected. I mean, you fight guys like that, you're going to lose sometimes. But I was still worried about them. You know, I still thought, you know, maybe it's time for him to hang it up because he has fought so much and he's been finished twice within the last year, two years. I mean, he's been knocked out basically, right? By Connor and Gaethje. And I was thinking, look, it's only a matter of time before this catches up with him. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not that he can't fight now. But eventually, he's going to get in there with somebody who is going to knock his ass out. And I thought that Nico Price might be the guy to do that. And in the very beginning of the fight, it looked like that might be what happened. But guess what? It turns out I'm wrong. It turns out that Donald Cerrone can hang with Nico Price. And not even lose the fight. Snag a draw. So I was wrong, in a sense, about Donald Cerrone needing to retire. And I'm glad that I'm wrong. But in that that first round, I really thought he was about to have his, his soul snatched right out of his body again. And I was like, oh no... I am worried about Donald, though, because he's still fighting. And this CTE thing is real, man. CTE is not a joke. (laughs) So he, he says as he laughs. I laugh at things that I shouldn't laugh at. I don't know if that's how I deal with how I cope with things, but that's something I do. Anyways, man. I want him to get out before it becomes a problem. I don't want him to Chuck Liddell. I don't want him to be in there when he shouldn't be. I don't want him to BJ Penn. But he's not. He's got it together. So for all of you out there, including me, who are doubting this man, he's okay. And can I just say, Nico Price is so crazy Nico Price is insane, man. He's he's a lunatic. If anybody watched that fight, just listening to him talk, you could tell, like, he's just so wild. At the end of the fight, they're like, the fight is a draw. And Nico Price goes, Yeah! Yeah! And he freaks out and goes over and hugs Donald Cerrone and, like, just envelops him in his arms and he's like freaking out he's like yeah it's a draw yeah like he's just a crazy freaky man he's just a freak not in a bad way but just in a way where i'm like i'm almost uncomfortable i'm almost made uncomfortable by his freakiness he's so damn weird (laughs) oh my god man he's so damn weird Anyways, I have to say this because if I don't say this, I, you know, I, I, it would be wrong of me not to say this. I was wrong about Kamzat Chemiv. I was wrong. I'll admit that. Kamzat knocks this guy, Gerald, out in 17 seconds with one punch. I'm the guy out here talking like this guy, Khamzat. He's fought two people. One of them hadn't even had a fight in the UFC before. I don't know why everybody's so psyched up on this kid. Blah, 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 blah. Khamzat shuts all that down with one punch. Oh, this is a veteran? I'm just going to punch him in the face. Put him to sleep completely. Take no damage at all. And be ready to fight again next week. (laughs) Good on Kamzat. Or actually not Kamzat. It's Hamzat. Sorry. Hamzat Chimaev. Hamzat. I just had to acknowledge that I was wrong there. I just had to say that. I'm sorry. I had to say that real quick. Now in terms of matchups for the welterweight division, the way I'm looking at it right now, I really think that what we what we're looking at here is Leon is fighting Jorge or Leon is fighting Colby. And since Jorge wants to fight Nick Diaz or Nick, sorry Nate Diaz for some weird reason, for some real some weird reason this gangster wants to fight number 13th ranked again, all right? Whatever. <laughs> Mr. Mr. East Coast Gangster, right? Scarface. Sure, whatever. Anyways, it's so dumb that he wants to fight him. Um. Uh, Leon isn't going to fight Jorge, okay? Now, Stephen Thompson says that he wants to fight Leon. That's a fight that I think does make some sense. More for Stephen Thompson than for Leon. But it does make some amount of sense. And if Leon would take the fight. I mean if you want to fight Leon. Take the fight. But I think that Leon's best option. Is to fight Colby. That's what I think his best option is. He's got to fight Colby. And then he's got to lay his claim to the belt. When he wins. If he wins. The problem is. Colby might win that fight. (laughs) I don't know if Leon. The Englishman is going to have the wrestling. To deal with that. So the better fight stylistically for him, realistically, is Stephen Thompson, and we already know that Damian is has got his hands full with Hamzat, right? With it's crazy that Hamzat is skipping all of these people and fighting Damian Maya. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. But all right, <laughs> all right. So forget about Lawler, Pettis, Diaz, Jeff Neal, Neil Magny. Vicente Luque, forget about him, forget about Dos Anjos Chiesa, forget about all of these guys, we're going to go straight to Maya, (laughs) alright, it's crazy, it's crazy, but I'm not going to count him out ever again, I don't have the option to do that, I'm not allowed to, because I was wrong already, so now I have to not be on his side, but at the very least say that there's a chance he could win, that's the rule. We know for a fact that is not even gonna be able to take him down anyways. So let's be let's be honest. Hamzat might win just because he's gonna outstrike him. If he's got that kind of power in his hands. He might just knock out Damien Maya too. Anyways, man, Leon's best bet, I would say, for a fight right now is Steven Thompson. Then to ask for a title shot. That's his best bet. If he believes he can take on Colby, which I believe he does, cause he cause he tweeted about fighting the racist or whatever, then perhaps that's the fight to make. And Colby Covington, I think, needs to fight Leon. Or no. Colby Covington is gonna fight George. Jorge. But I don't think he's going to fight him for a long time because Jorge is trying to fight Nate Diaz. Every time I say it it just makes me mad that that's even happening again. Nobody wants to watch that fight? We don't care about that. We want to see the grudge match between Colby and Jorge. That's what we want to see. We want to see the fight between Colby and whoever else whoever else hates him. That's what we want to see. Not a Nate Jorge remix. You idiots. <laughs> I don't want that. I never said I wanted that. You imbeciles. But we know for a fact that... Uh, we, we know for a fact... That... Um... colby or jorge is not going to want to fight colby even if it makes sense i actually don't think that jorge wants to fight colby i think if jorge wanted to fight colby he would have said something by now okay that's what would have happened but the fact that he hasn't said anything means that either he knows he can't win or he thinks that there might be a chance he can't win in which case he doesn't want to fight colby Because he doesn't want to risk it. He wants to fight Nate because that's the money move. And he wants money. That's what he's in this for now. It's money. So I think Jorge fights Nate. I think Leon ends up fighting probably Colby. And I think Stephen Thompson. I don't even know who he fights. Michael Chiesa. That's what I think is going to happen in the in the in the welterweight division. But you never know. Jorge might just come out. Come out of the blue. Like, all right, I'm fighting Colby now. And that fight could happen like three months from now. Easy. Easy. Two months from now. Easy. That fight could happen like next month. Colby's fine. He didn't take he took barely any damage. Barely any damage, but they're going to stretch that fight out. I just know it. Anyways. Last thing I want to talk about is his knee. Man, we got to watch this. All right, check this out. Ready? There. All right. So that knee um, was legal. It looked like it was illegal because it was it was legal by about an inch. All the same, all the same, it was a legal knee. Now, what the referee did? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. That's legal, man. She's barely hitting the ground. At yeah, she did she hit the ground there. Now, what the referee legal, did was he, he stopped it. the this action. action. The he floor. stopped you the action. And he asked the fighter, after discovering that the, the knee was legal, whether or not they wanted to continue. The fighter said, Yes, I'd like to continue. And the fight kept going on, even though she had just eaten the knee to the face and plenty more damage before that. Now, Paul Felder and others were upset and thought that this was the wrong decision that was made by the referee. Okay, Referee should have called the fight. The fight is over there, apparently, is what they're saying. And this is the referee's fault for not calling it. Now, at, at first glance, I almost agreed with them. At first glance, I was like, yeah, this is wrong. Like, the, like, like, this girl is so messed up. Like, why are they letting this fight continue? But then I thought about it for, for a couple minutes, and I thought, no, you know what? The referee actually did exactly what he was supposed to do. Because in every other instance, that is what happens. When Dustin Poirier was knee in the head by Eddie Alvarez, I believe that they had asked him whether he could continue, and he said no. I believe that's how the protocol works. And even if Dustin Poirier did say yes, and people think that maybe the fight should be ended, the people who have the power to end the fight are the coaches as well as the referee. So it's the fault of the coaches, if anybody, because the referee isn't going to be allowed to take that away from a fighter. If a fighter suffers an illegal blow and the referee stops the action and says, oh, fight over no contest, but the athlete was completely fine and ready to continue fighting, that the athlete is going to complain, and so are the fans. That is why they have to ask the fighter if they're ready to continue. And if the fighter says yes, then it doesn't matter what the referee thinks. I'm sure that the referee wanted to stop that fight but couldn't. Or 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 has to accept that the fighter or the fighter's corner are the people who are qualified to make that decision. Don't be mad at the referee, be mad at the corner. That's what I would say. Cuz the referee has to be as impartial and and, and as as, and as invisible as possible they can't make the decision for you that you can't fight anymore. Unless it's clear and obvious that you can't see out of your right eye, and even then, the referee can't even end the fight, he has to take you over to a doctor and have the doctor look at your eye. And that responsibility is deferred to them. So to protect the fighter in that situation, irrespective of whether the, le- the, the, the knee was legal or not, the person who stops that fight is the corner that would have been the right decision there for the corner to stop that fight and they didn't they failed their fighter the referee didn't fail the fighters i heard even 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 dana white was upset with the with the with the uh with the situation but even dana white i believe has to have known or after talking to the referee after the fight that the corner could have stopped the fight. But they didn't. This was Clark versus Paul. Uh, Jessica Rose Clark whooped some ass. In that fight. She kicked some butt, man. She kicked some butt. But, uh, yeah, man. Um. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I was about to say, I guess that's it. The only other thing I would say is that, uh, Israel Adesanya sized up Paulo Costa. And, uh, Israel says that he, he basically, sized them up here basically sized them up i feel great you know do what do you the weight, the skinny i look really never skinny stay skinny guys, bye bye yeah so Izzy basically said that he felt the energy of Paulo Costa after he shook his hand. He shook his hand and said that uh, I checked him out, and he didn't check out. Izzy basically says that this is this guy Paulo Costa is like a barking dog who thinks that they want smoke, but once the gate is opened, and uh, you know somebody walks out, the dog doesn't want to bark anymore. Now, I don't know if this is Israel just playing games with Costa's mind, because I'm sure Costa is going to hear this. But if it is true, and I imagine it could be, or it might be, I mean, Israel is a smart guy, and he's also a relatively honest guy. I don't think he'd be lying about that. I think it's true. Maybe I'm biased because I'm an Izzy fan. What that means to me is that Paulo Costa has hid behind his muscles for a lot of his life. And for the first time, he's standing in front of a tactician who, quite frankly, doesn't really care about his muscles. Not only that, but this tactician isn't as skinny as he thought it was. I think that if Paulo Costa is scared, that's why. Which I enjoy quite thoroughly. I've said many times that Israel Adesanya is like... My my childhood MMA dream. Like everything that I would want a fighter to be is he is. His attitude towards even sizing up his opponents is perfect. Just expose them for who they are. Let them feel their own insecurities and then capitalize on them. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Let them drown in their own anxieties. Days before they fight. That's the way to do it. And yeah, that sounds a little bit evil, but I'm a nice guy, you know. I don't even fight, so it's not like I would actually do that to somebody. <laughs> I'm a nice guy, so I wouldn't even I wouldn't even do that to, to you. <laughs> Look, man, sometimes you got to get in the enemy's head. Sometimes you got to do that. Not even because you have to, actually, but just because it feels good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, man, we have a short MMA show for today. That is it, man. That is it. I'm out of here. I got to go study. <laughs> I got real world. I got real world actually life things to do. So I gotta go do those things now. Um, if you like, if you like this podcast, give it a like, give me a follow, uh, or subscribe. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, throw a comment down in the comment section about what you think, what you what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like me to talk about. Give me recommendations. Uh, social media is the Combat Addict on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, that's it for today, everybody. Combat Attic out.